You're listening to the only podcast that admits they might know what they are talking about. I hope everyone has a ball. This is We Might Know Sports. It's Stefan. Kevin. Zaga loses one game and you're threatening him every podcast now. And Corey. No, he starts working out. Now he's a tough guy. I'm a tough guy. Oh, he's got he's got that testosterone flowing. If anybody wants to listen to my podcast on uh, fitness, <laughs> this whole pizza in my mouth. Everybody, watch your body. Everybody, watch your body right. Back streets, back, all right. And we are back live on YouTube, and you can actually watch us now. All technical difficulties aside, we are back. Better than ever, baby. How are you guys? How was your weekend non-sports related? It was good. Phenomenal. No one got hit by any drunk drivers or anything? No. Found out I'm having another girl. Woo! (laughs) I'm sure you'll hear that song enough then. (laughs) Or actually stuff worse than that. Uh, we got a big show planned for you guys. We have a lot to cover in only an hour and a half to cover in. We've got some NCAA basketball, NASCAR, MLB. Uh, we're going to talk about who we think is going to winning the World Series. I know we have 162 games to go, but it starts on Sunday, so I figured we might as well at least put our prediction out there. Uh, the NBA is surging towards the playoffs, so we'll talk about that in The U.S. got a crucial win on Friday. We'll talk about that towards the end, as well as some MLS games. So, let's get it started. I I don't have that song queued up, sorry. (laughs) Come on, man. I didn't didn't realize I was going to say something like that. Otherwise, I would have. I know. Dropping the ball on that one. Yeah. On Thursday, we had some sweet 16 action. It was oh so sweet. Uh, we'll talk about that first left, top left game in a second. Uh, Kansas pretty much manhandled Purdue. Xavier squeaked it out against Arizona there. That was a good game. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, I caught some of that. It was uh, I didn't catch the end of it, though. I caught the highlight. But, um, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't believe they pulled it off. And then you had Oregon over Michigan by one. I think that was another last second, or at least a defensive hold for Oregon, I believe. Yeah, Michigan had a chance. Yeah, Michigan had a good shot. <clears throat> Getting my games confused. Uh, and then the big game, Gonzaga versus West Virginia. I went out on a limb earlier on Facebook and said that it was all Gonzaga, and unfortunately... Gonzaga's defense held at the very end. It was a nice. It was a, it was a fun game to watch. It was very entertaining. I don't know what people were complaining about, just because it was low scoring on Twitter. They were out in the masses complaining about it until the end. But I thought, thought it was an exciting game. Maybe just because I had uh, my reputation on the line. Apparently, <laughs> uh, Stefan, how'd you feel about your perf- Gonzaga Bulldogs performance? Uh, um. Thursday? 
I was I was very happy with it. Um, I thought it was a great game to watch as well. I mean, even if I didn't have any personal interest in one of the teams, I just thought like nobody really ever pulled away. I mean, I think Gonzaga's biggest lead was eight points at one point, but they didn't even hold on to that lead for very long. I mean, it was it was pretty close back and forth. West Virginia pulled ahead late, and then Gonzaga answered right back and was able to take the lead and just held on right at the end. Um, I like it because I feel like it was it was a very good test for Gonzaga. Um, probably the toughest test they've had so far this tournament. Pro- maybe one of the toughest they've had all year. Uh, so I think it shows they can hang with with some of the best teams in the country. Corey, did you uh, catch any of these games on Thursday? I caught all of them except Xavier, Arizona. Any any game in particular stand out to you? The Oregon Michigan game. I was I was interested in. We had discussed last week Michigan going all the way, so I wanted to see if our prediction would come to fruition, and it didn't. The, the prediction that you didn't want any part of? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you guys almost had me nervous. I thought they it was a much closer game than anticipated, a much better game to watch than I thought it would be. Um, actually, Michigan impressed me, and they had a really – they had an open shot to win that game. It was just one of those things. didn't go in. On the flip side, Dylan Brooks – and Tyler Dorsey played out of their mind. So, and that uh, Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell's been playing great. Yeah. So, how many of those players are returning? At least for now. I don't think Dylan Brooks will be coming. Dylan back. Brooks will not be. I haven't checked out how old Tyler Dorsey is. He is a sophomore, so he will probably be returning. I don't. I haven't seen him on any uh, mock draft boards yet. Yeah, I don't think so. But if he makes a run all the way and Oregon's a national champion, you'll he'll be on there. And Bell is on draft boards, but he is not a senior, so I guess that's up to him too if he wants to return or not. One uh, of the th- like, <clears throat> did you guys catch the end of all three of those games? Like the the last possession there or whatever. Yeah, I did for Gonzaga and Oregon, but not the Xavier game. But just like all three of those games came down to the last possession, and it just felt like all three teams that had a chance, like West Virginia, they had 37 seconds left down three, and they just decided to jack up like three or four threes instead of take it to the basket, possibly get fouled, or just at least pull it within two and make Gonzaga make free throws. And then the Xavier game, Arizona had a chance. They came down, they jacked up a three. The Oregon-Michigan game, down one, and Michigan comes down and jacks up a three. Like it was like nobody wanted to take it to the rack. Like everybody just felt like they had to settle for a three and like be the hero. It Which just, is weird because that, isn't the West Virginia player is driving at will on Gonzaga towards the end there. I mean, I I yeah, feel like they probably game. they probably could have gotten to the rack at least gotten a foul out of it. I mean, they were calling so many fouls that game anyways that they probably would have called something. I call that the Steph Curry effect. I feel like everyone in college wants to just bomb threes now. Yeah. Well, moving on to Friday, the big day for Corey and his Tar Heels because they ended up winning 92-80 over Butler. It was a little close towards the end there. 
wasn't it? Yeah, or... Butler Butler pulled within single digits, but was it ever uh, really something you were worried about? It was never something I was worried about because I thought actually the coaching was the big difference in that game. I don't know why Butler wanted to run with North Carolina when it's known that they're probably the best fast break team in the nation. So I didn't understand trying to run and outscore them. I mean, they did in the second half, but I just, I thought that was poor strategy. Yeah. Kentucky UCLA, that was close uh, for a little bit. And then Kentucky ended up just uh, outpowering UCLA towards the end there. And then the South Carolina Baylor game, that one was a surprising blowout. Yeah. And then uh, I believe you on the East Coast may have actually been asleep for the end of the Florida-Wisconsin game because I didn't end until about 10 my time. So Yeah, it was like 1 o'clock. I was still actually still up. I'm glad I stayed awake for it. That was uh, – I can't complain about that game. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a little disappointed uh, that Florida – Spoiler alert, didn't make it to the final four because they seem to be having some classic games in the tournament right now. Or were, I should say. I find, it, I find it kind of funny that it was like this day was like the exact opposite of the day before because like all there was like three out of the four games were close on Thursday and then only one game was really came down to the wire on Friday. Yeah, I it was definitely some some fun action towards the end. Uh, do you guys have any other comments about it, or should we move on? I was just going to say with uh, the South Carolina-Baylor game, or at least South Carolina, did it, any of us see this coming? And who is Sundarius Thornwell? <laughs> I feel like he came out of nowhere this year, or into the tournament. Now everyone knows him, of course. but And he'll probably be gone. <laughs> no, I did not expect this at all. I think I had them I think I had them losing first round. Yeah, I think I had them losing like the 10 7 10 matchup as well. Yeah. Another quick comment I'll make is cuz uh last week I predicted UCLA to win this game and then eventually win the whole thing is Lon- Lonzo Ball definitely is not an aggressive score first guard and that really hurt UCLA because I think I think he needed to at least, like we talked about earlier with West Virginia, he needed to be the guy to kind of put the team on his back and drive to the basket. And he more wanted to be the guy to set everyone else up. And he wanted someone else to be the hero. And I think that hurt the team because De'Aaron Fox was more than ready to be the guy that game. You know what? I'm glad you brought up Ball because I forgot all about his uh, go-around with Stephen A. Smith, his father's go-around with Stephen A. Smith. What do you guys think about him talking about like even being able to beat Michael Jordan one-on-one hypocritical because he said (laughs) how can you say uh LeBron's kids are never going to be that good because they're the sons of a legend and then say but my son's going to be amazing and I can beat Michael Jordan doesn't that by by saying that you're better than Michael Jordan you should be a legend how is your son any good that doesn't even make sense yeah I don't know. He's. I think he. I think he's doing exactly what he's trying to do. He's. 
he's keeping his his name out there. He's keeping their the family name out there. Everybody's talking about it. And what's it going to do? It's going to build a, help build his brand that he's trying to build. Well, isn't the one son already committed? Both of them. They're all committed, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the other two are committed to UCLA. They're both coming there. LaAngelo and LaMelo. They're both they're both committed. They're LaMelo and Lonzo are very similar, lanky guards, but LiAngelo is 6'6", 240 pounds, and a scorer. So that'll be interesting. UCLA will have a big time. He scored 95 points in a high school game. I'm not saying he's going to score like that in college, but he definitely will be a, a big deal. We'll see where UCLA goes with him. It'll be interesting for sure. All right, so... Let's move on to Saturday, where we had a team that has never won an Elite Gate game and a team that hasn't been to the Final Four since pre-World War II. I think I heard them say that that was the very first NCAA tournament is when they went to the Final Four. I could be wrong. Probably. I I think it's like 1939 was when they won it. Uh, the Oregon Ducks we're talking about. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention too much to the Oregon game. Uh, the games weren't that exciting to me. I think I congratulated Stefan about his Gonzaga team with like 16 minutes left in the second half. Yeah, somewhere around there. Because I, 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 was, I was pretty confident that that wasn't going to be turned around or anything, so... Yeah, they, they pretty much controlled that game from, from – I mean, Xavier was close for a little bit, but Gonzaga, that, I think that was the first game in a while that I've seen them shoot well, first game this tournament at least. And uh, hopefully they can have a few more games like that. I'd like to see that. I feel like I think Charles Barkley mentioned it uh, yesterday that – this tournament has definitely been the tournament of matchups because Xavier matched up well with Arizona and was able to move on, but I have a feeling if Arizona was in that position instead that that game would have been much closer. Yeah, I agree. But it's how it played How it played out. Like Same right. with Oregon. Oregon matches up really well with Kansas, but I don't know, think a lot of people had Oregon even there. So it's just interesting how the tournament's gone in that sense. I mean, I'm, I'm more surprised with Oregon because I, I really did not expect them to play as well as they have with that once they lost Boucher. I I mean, Bell has really stepped up, and Dorsey, he's averaging over 20 points a game in this tournament. He's playing out of his mind. Right. Hey, I'm giving Stefan credit. Not only is he a Gonzaga fan, he highlight had us highlight Oregon in his uh, team to watch leading up to the tournament. So, I like for, that. Two I, for two. I did. I liked them early, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I really didn't think they were going to go far once they lost that guy, once they lost Boucher. So, well, you know, I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Hey, we <laughs> might know sports <laughs> once in a while. Hey. Uh, all right, before we talk more about those two teams, let's move on to yesterday's action. Uh, South Carolina, surprising everyone, as we were saying earlier, uh, and beating Florida. That was a good game to watch. I had fun watching that. And then, of course, how can you not 
enjoy the ending of that North Carolina Kentucky game. I think that last minute was nothing but jam pack action. Yeah. How much? Was- how much of a lead did uh, Kentucky have? Uh, five, five point lead with a uh, four four and some change minutes left. Had me a little nervous. I know I picked them uh, at the beginning. North Carolina, that is. So I was a little, I was a little on edge watching that game. I was too. I was. If Stefan, I don't know if you were home or not, but I was definitely screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> so. I was oh, screaming, shaking my head when Monk hit that unbelievable shot because I did not want to go into <laughs> overtime because nope. Kentucky definitely had the momentum. Right. And then I was like, great, seven seconds left, and when Pinson was driving. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the last guy I want to take this. And he gives it to Luke May, who I don't want to take it either. But he hit the great, hit a great shot. So, Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't hear me Thursday night. I was, I was going crazy for that West Virginia game. <laughs> <laughs> I know my wife and I did a nice high five at the end of the North Carolina game for you, Corey. So. We, oh, I appreciate it. We need all the fans we can get. No high, no high fives for the Gonzaga, though, huh? Uh, we didn't really pay attention to that blowout. I mean, oh. cool. I mean, it was thumbs up. <laughs> Not even two thumbs up. A big part of that <laughs> Kentucky game too was Fox being in foul trouble. That really hurt Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Well, him, him, and Monk didn't play as well. I mean, they didn't score as much as they had the past couple games. Monk kind of had a rough tournament. Besides UCLA, he showed up that game. Right. All right, so let's get to talking about the Final Four. It's East Coast versus West Coast in both matchups, so that's kind of exciting. I know Jim Nance was all antsy about it at the end of the North Carolina game. He was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a twist in our predictions. You guys can't comment about your teams. So, Jeez. Corey, you can't make your prediction about North Carolina, Oregon, and Stefan, you can't talk about Gonzaga. I know. Heartbreaking. That's uh, terrible. I will let you guys have the floor and plead your cases to us about your teams if you want. We can do that. Why you think Gonzaga's going to win, Stefan? We'll start with you. I mean, you just told me I couldn't talk about him, but now you're telling me I can. Like, well, we already know you're going to be rooting for him, so try and convince <laughs> us of why we should pick your team. I think just to win this game against South yeah. Carolina. So the way it falls, our podcast is going to be before the national championship game. So we'll we'll talk about the actual national championship game then. So let's just talk about these matchups. Yeah, luckily our podcast will be well before since it'll be 9 o'clock Eastern time here by the time that game starts. Um, Sorry, I don't have crying babies (laughs) cuddled up for you. Next time. (laughs) Um, As far as this matchup, uh, I mean, I think Gonzaga is just... I haven't really caught... I, I watched a little bit of them against Florida... I mean, I, I see. You need a, a website. I see that they're a good, they're they're a good defensive team, and a lot of people are talking about their defense. <laughs> there That's we the go. Best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have just brought Eloise. In. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. 
Um, but yeah, South Carolina, I just, I don't, I don't see them being able to score enough to stay with Gonzaga, in my opinion. I, I, I think Gonzaga is a, a better defensive team than a lot of people think. Um, they've got a lot of size. They have a lot of scoring options. I've been saying it all year. I don't think they have just that one guy that can take over as far as scoring, but I think they have a lot of options to go to. And I, I don't I don't know how you stop all their options. I just unless you can get out like playing against North Carolina kinda of worries me, but that's getting ahead of it. Um if they if I don't see South Carolina really I don't think they're like a fast paced team like that where where they would be able to get out and run on Gonzaga like that. How how are you guys gonna stop Thornwell? You think Williams matches up well with him? You you think like what, just just Williams is gonna have to guard him? Well, I think, well, I, I'm going to ask you because you're the expert on the team, but I think he's a pretty good defender. I figure he would have most of the defensive assignment on him. Well, yeah, I mean, but I know, like, as far as it comes when I watch them play, especially man-to-man defense, because um, they, they swap back and forth. They'll go man-to-man and they play zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they're man-to-man, pretty much everybody switches on screen. So, and I... Obviously, if he got probably one of the smaller guards on him, like Perkins or Williams-Goss, he might have a good matchup. But, I mean, nobody's just going to leave those guards out to dry. Like, there's going to be help defense. I I think he's going to have a tough time. I, I think he is a good scorer, but I think Gonzaga has a really good team defense. I don't think it's just going to be one person shutting him down. Yeah. The only thing that worries me is, even though Karnowski's big, he's not necessarily a shot blocker. So, hopefully they can stop Thornwell from getting to the rim well before that. Right. But other than that, I would say you have the edge and guards. I know Notice is playing really well for South yeah. Carolina, but obviously Williams Goss is on another level. Yeah. I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't really, I, I don't, somebody else was saying something about South Carolina. Was that their point guard? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was saying that he was really good. Um, yeah, he's good. I haven't really, I haven't really paid much attention to him. He's short though. Williams Goss is what six four, six five. Yeah, he's a he's a bigger guard. This is yeah. this is like a some of the bigger guards that Gonzaga's had, and that's usually been their downfall is having smaller guards. Mm-hmm. And like we said, uh, I know off camera, you and I have talked about Nelson has mm-hmm. sneaky athleticism. Yeah, maybe some athleticism the South Carolina guards haven't seen. Right. They're gonna be a good matchup. I'm hoping I'm hoping it turns out at the Xavier game, though. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to sweat it out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want it to be like that West Virginia game. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody does. Like nobody wants to watch a blowout in the Final Four, especially when you get that far in the tournament. Like these are these should be the best games, but they don't always live up to that hype. So, Stefan, I heard your argument, and Corey ha- has as well. So, Corey, it's time for your argument about why North Carolina is going to beat Oregon, and then we'll talk about who we want for the opposite. Uh, it's getting confusing now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in in one word, I would say size. Because Oregon, even though Bell is playing very, very well, he's their only big man. 
that can really do anything. And even he is undersized. So I think he's going to struggle with Kennedy Meeks, Isaiah Hicks, Tony Bradley, and especially if Luke May continues to play like this because he's a stretch four the way he's playing. If they can pull Bell out of there, North Carolina is going to dominate on the boards. And I think that's going to be hard for Oregon. Um, Justin Jackson's shooting really well right now, so hopefully he can keep up with what Dylan Brooks is doing. I think he will. I think the wild card's kind of Tyler Dorsey. And on our side, Joel Berry. That'll be an interesting matchup, but I favor Joel, even though he is nursing an injured ankle. So oh, yes. hopefully, yeah, okay. hopefully that, because like I said before, the whole reason I went off my team's bandwagon and decided they weren't going to run it is because of how Joel Berry kind of runs the team. So when he is either in foul trouble or now hurt, that really affects the team. But I don't know if it'll matter this game. My reasoning would be, again, the size of North Carolina down low. I expect Kennedy Meeks to have a really big game. All right. So for our first prediction, it's going to be me and Corey predicting who we think is going to win the South Carolina Gonzaga game since that's the first game of the night on Saturday. April Fool's Day, coincidentally. it's going to be a 6.09 Eastern PM time, 3.09 for you better West Coasters. Uh, so, Corey, we'll start with you. Who do you think is going to win and why? I think Gonzaga will win because I think there's a – honestly, I think there's a talent differential. I think Gonzaga has quite a bit more depth and better players in general. Um, South Carolina presses the ball hard, but I actually think that might end up being a mistake. Um, so we'll see what Frank Martin has in store. But I think if you press up on Williams Goss, letting Gonzaga, uh, fast break also like North Carolina, we talked about, I think that could really hurt them. As we said, Gonzaga has good athletes. See, my thing is, is look at what happened with the West Virginia in the press. That was, that was my thing is I, I definitely see it being ex, uh, a replicate game. So it's definitely going to come down towards the end. Who are you picking? In I'm, my opinion, at least. I'm picking Gonzaga 71, 61. Ooh, we're, we're throwing out scores too. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't ready for that. Wasn't ready for that. Now See, I gotta, I gotta do both games now. I gotta really think about this. Uh, so seventy-one to what was that? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. All right. So I, as I was just saying, I think it's gonna be exactly like that West Virginia game. I think it's gonna come down to the last possession. I'm gonna go sixty to fifty-seven, Gonzaga. <laughs> Are you that was had that to hurt a little bit. I think he died a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I'm a little excited about this team though because I have before I met Stefan, I, I I was always cheering for Gonzaga and then I met Stefan and I went complete 180. <laughs> so it did hurt a little bit, but I would uh, like to mention Stefan's sister has Gonzaga and North Carolina in her final, and that really could happen. <laughs> so congrats to her. Can, can I also mention that if Gonzaga wins it all, I win our group for ESPN bracket. 
Can we also mention that if Gonzaga wins it all, Stefan will cry? <laughs> yes. I will. We could even do a live stream of that. I will cry. We'll do a life. live stream. <laughs> I'm going to Stefan crying meme everything. <laughs> I will uh, every, every emotion that I've ever had will come pouring out after that. <laughs> Corey, if you give me that picture, I will... I will definitely make it happen. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna be honest. Like, listen, like, listen to me for a second. I'm gonna be honest. I was, so I was obviously excited about them making the Final Four. It was such a blowout, though, that like I didn't get that excited. Yeah, it's it was a tough game to get excited right. about winning. And then, so then later that night, I was like watching videos of like them. I'm like starting to like tear up right now. I think. <laughs> We finally did it. I was watching like videos of like like the students and stuff back at home and like I was watching like they had like a video of them coming like getting off the bus back at the campus and everything and like everybody's like going crazy and and I was like I was literally starting to like tear up. That's just, a big, it's a big moment for your school. I that's don't that's really 18, 18 years of just Having everybody say they're just not, you know, oh, they play too many easy teams. They're too, you know, blah blah blah. Does does Mark Few have eyebrows? Does he have eyebrows? Yeah, I think so. I think I wouldn't <laughs> have eyebrows. My favorite com- my favorite comment by Mark Few was when they were talking to him before the Elite Eight game, and they were talking to him about what it's gonna feel like to get that monkey off his back, and he was just like. Like I don't know what monkey you guys are talking about. I don't feel like I have a monkey on my back. Mm-hmm. Like I just go out there and do the best I can. Was this playing in your background, Stefan? Yes. Looks like we made it. <laughs> All right. So are you guys I... picking the other game? Yes, we are. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's not as exciting to talk about, though. <laughs> Why? It's exciting. Yeah, First it off, is... let's, let's talk about Gonzaga and South Carolina. No matter who wins that game, is going to be that's awesome because it's going to be both of their first time getting to a championship game. It's both their first time getting to the Final Four. Respect. So, I mean, that's going to be cool. And then so, Oregon, ha- Oregon hasn't been there since 1939 or whatever it is. The only one no one's not really excited about, other than Corey and every other North Carolina Tar Heel fan alive, uh, is is excited about this because it's all a bunch of underdogs. Yeah. But I almost feel like that – it almost feels like it doesn't make people as excited about it either because I think everybody just expects North Carolina to win it all now. I think that'd be foolish, though, if you really know right. basketball. I agree. I don't, I don't think North Carolina has it. I don't think it's easy for them. I don't, Oregon yeah, I don't itself even, is a tough game right there. I was going to say, it's not a given their <laughs> final four match. I wouldn't give them the championship yet. Right. I think, then I think, I mean, if they played South Carolina, I could, but I mean, if South Carolina could get past Gonzaga, then obviously South Carolina is not as weak as everybody might think that they are. I mean, they've beaten some good teams to get there. Um, they have a great coach. Yeah, I mean Frank Martin put up together a good Kansas State program. He's doing it again. So, yep. I'm excited. Uh, not sure how this works. If if North Carolina wins, do I still finish in last? Is that how this works? Or sorry, what? our uh, bracket. 
if North Carolina wins it. Yeah. Do I win? Maybe. Oh, wait. No, there's someone that picked. Oh, it's a, just like a tie. Gary picked him also, I think. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. But it's going to depend. I mean, how it depends on how many points behind you are. If Gonzaga gets in, Ryan's going to get more points. I'm going to get more points. Because Ryan actually has Gonzaga in the championship. The only difference is that Ryan isn't up by enough points where if Gonzaga wins because he doesn't have him winning it, I would mm-hmm. still pull ahead of him. Well, I don't know no. about I don't know about the people that have North Carolina. No one cares. <laughs> All right. Stefan. <clears throat> on to the question at hand. Who do you think's gonna win? Oregon or North Carolina? Oh, I think it's going to be. I think this is going to be a close game. I don't think. I know that North Carolina has these great big guys, and their size is is still um, obviously very very tough to defend. But I think Oregon is just playing on another level. Dylan Brooks is just phenomenal. I, I I think they – I don't know. Like, I saw something that Joel Berry's not going to be practicing, like, all week. So, if he's not practicing all week, I wonder how serious his injury is. And if he's hurt, I see Oregon coming out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Oregon. Bum, bum, bum. What? You got a score well, for we, me? You, we used oh, to be friends. That's why I'm glad you went first. <laughs> Then you would have picked South Carolina. Oh. <laughs> um, I would. I'm going to say seventy-four, seventy, seventy-four, seventy. Seventy-four, seventy. All right. So that means I have pick. And if what? What do we do if it's tied? Then we go with either Corey or we go with Siri. I think we should go with Siri because that's biased. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the team that I picked to win it all. Anyways, I'm gonna stick with North Carolina. I just see, I see, Oregon uh, struggle against the size, as Corey said. So we'll go with Oregon. And I guess now we have to ask Siri. So. Heads or tails, Siri? Oh, wait, we should probably decide what we uh, do before <laughs> we... So let's cancel that. Uh, all right. So, Corey, you can you you get to decide whose heads and whose tails. Uh, North Carolina's heads. All right. Siri, heads or tails? It's tails this time. Oh. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> A little too excited Got there. Got too excited there. <laughs> I didn't give a score. I'm going to put it out uh, 76-66. By the way, Sean seems to think he still has a chance in the uh, group, in the ESPN group there. I don't think he does. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think he even has a team in the championship. (laughs) That would be a good question. I think he had Arizona winning it all. Arizona? That's not the right thing. Sorry. I'm distracted by other things. All right. So. What did you go with the score? 
I said seventy six sixty six UNC. But we decided. But we decided on Oregon. Siri decided on Oregon. Yeah. Well, Siri doesn't give me. You want me to ask? Give me a random number. See what happens. <laughs> Let's find out. Hey Siri, give me a number. All right. Here's what I got. All right. So <laughs> she just gave me the definition of a number. So that didn't work out. Siri right, is the so, highest. <laughs> she's the highest paid employee on our podcast. Yes. All right. Moving on to our next favorite subject, NASCAR. Did anyone see the Don't California s- race? Yeah, dude, I was all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thing cars went around in a circle. There was a lot of crashes in the end. It actually was exciting at the end. It's a lot of palm trees, wasn't there? There, there was. They put them in the middle of the course to make it more interesting. They got to swerve around them. Zigzag. That'd be an interesting twist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, looking at the fantasy scoreboard last week, or yesterday, I should say, Corey picked Kyle Busch, who gained him 39. And, oh, before I get too far into these standings, Corey lied to us, Stefan. It was never, we never really gained ground yet last week we gained like 10 points versus his week where he gained 30 on us so we didn't really catch up too much the week before and still I, caught up, though. a little bit but then uh this week happened and i dug myself into an even bigger hole <laughs> i am now at 101 at least you're in the triple digits now. Yeah. <laughs> and Stefan, you also made it into the triple digits. You're at 113. But I made it with a much more convincing. Yeah, you're only down by, <laughs> what, 37? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. That's one week. If Corey just gets a zero one of these weeks, bam, yeah. caught right back up. <laughs> Whenever Corey picks Danica Patrick, we're all set. Yep. <laughs> Dude, she can get 20 points. I got 20 points with her. Uh, next week they're in Martinsville, which I believe is in Tennessee, right, Corey? Yep, and it's a short track, so it's a lot of crashes, slower pace, people get bunched up. Is it a night race, too? I think it's on Fox Sports 1. That I'm not sure. We should probably have somebody check that. I'm probably going to tune into that one because that one's got the stands all the way around the stadium. Nice half-mile lap track, right? It's one of the better ones to go see live because you can actually see the whole racetrack. Yeah. One of the few racetracks I liked watching, so I'll probably tune into that if it's Saturday night. Unless it's Saturday night, I should say. I'll be working. Nope, Sunday afternoon. So I'll be able to tune into that. It is on Fox Sports 1 for some reason, random reason. Uh, and then they go to Texas after that, and then they have, uh, looks like a week or two off. Yeah, they get breaks here and there. They'll get break for Easter. Uh, did we want to throw out our picks for next week in Martinsville? You can sign me up for McMurray. Sign him up. Hopefully he crashes. (laughs) I figure you guys both got good points out of them. I'll try. <laughs> I'm going to go with 
the one guy you guys both have picked, Kyle Bush. I'll pick him this week. I should probably make a note of this, huh? Stefan, did you want to pick or did you, are you going to wait? I'm going to go with um, I will take <laughs> Ooh. I'll go with Joey Logano. Logano. So, as my last place lead grows and grows, uh, we'll see what happens next week. And we are off to talk about everyone's favorite subject, the Major League Baseball. Oh, actually, before we give our preview of uh, who we think is going to win the World Series, I did get an email this weekend from Major League. They uh, did not accept our press request, so we do not have access to that type of information just yet. Unfortunately, did, did they give you a reason why? No, it just gave me an email that I could email if I wanted to dispute it. I don't have a website for us yet, so that uh, kind of makes it hard to dispute. Yeah, should should work on it, but that costs a lot of money, and that YouTube money kind of went away real quick. <laughs> Maybe it's coming back. Who knows? We're back on track with YouTube. We're back on track. So that was the unfortunate news I wanted to tell you guys earlier that I just uh, remember. I know I'm sad too. Just means I can't go to any Mariners game with a press badge, I guess. Uh, so last year, the Chicago Cubs finally won a World Series in over a century. I'm, I'm not even sure of the exact numbers. They f- <clears throat> Anyone uh, going to pick against them this year? Or do we have any? Guesses on who might win? I'm picking the Red Sox. I was going to go the same same route, but now I feel like I should go a different route. Corey, do you think it's going to be the Cubs versus the Red Sox in the World Series? No, I think it's going to be Red Sox-Dodgers. Why? Uh, really, pitching. Both teams have really good pitching. And uh, I feel like David Price, you have Chris Sale, Cy Young winner. Um, This is the Red Sox. Betts was MVP. You got a rookie of the year. All on the Red Sox. They seem primed with youth and ready to make a run. The Dodgers, obviously, have Kershaw. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that's going to be enough. I think I read somewhere that Price might be traded, though. Probably not. Anyway, Stefan, did you have a pick? Yeah. I'm going to stay with with Boston. Boston versus? Kansas City Royals. Uh, Same division, so let's try that again. Let's try the (laughs) 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 <laughs> the Houston Astros. They're in the same same league. Almost. Let's try, let's try the Chicago White Sox then. Same, same league. Holy hell. <laughs> Texas Rangers. Can we do that one? Same nope. league. 
Washington right. Nationals. Washington Nationals. There we go. We got one. Hey. hey. <laughs> this fucking shit doesn't make any sense. Stefan might know baseball. <clears throat> this is going to be the worst segment every week. Oh, you better not. Until you start watching. Yeah. Until I start watching. You're going to have to start watching. Get that fantasy team going. I'll have to start paying attention to the Phillies again. That's my team. I'm surprised you didn't pick them. Because I think I I know they were bad for a while. I think they're starting to get better, but I don't really know. I don't trust them. Uh, I think what I'm going to pick. Don't say Tampa. No. Uh, how can I pick Tampa? They just went like <laughs> 69 and whatever their worst record since 2007 i'm not gonna even like push any of my favoritism towards them uh i'm gonna go with uh toronto because they had a down year last year but they had a pretty good one the year before i feel like they're gonna rebound they had uh, some injuries that hurt them last year so but I don't think they're going to win the World Series. I'm going to stick with the Cubs. I'm going to have Toronto versus Chicago in the World Series. That'd be a fun one to watch. You think back-to-back? Uh, yeah. When's the last time a baseball team has won back-to-back? San Francisco, maybe? Maybe. I think there was a year in between there, though. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco had a stretch where they won three out of five years, but it was every other. Right. Maybe it was the Red Sox. I don't even know. I don't even think the Red Sox won back-to-back. Then it was the Yankees, and no. Uh, we, yeah, we might know sports. <laughs> I don't we think don't it happens. I don't think it happens often. Anyways. We don't. We don't know sports history. But I like Joe Madden. I, I, I missed him. I was upset when Tampa Bay got rid of him, and their team suffered since. Uh, and uh, I just see their pitching staff and their team still being a good group. I didn't. I don't remember hearing any like major off-season uh, releases, so we'll stick with that. Kevin, wh- why are you a Tampa fan? Like, I know this is off-topic, but why do you like the Bucks in the race? Let's hear the story, Kevin. Tell us. Ooh, the story of how I became. Uh, actually, it's got to do with baseball. I uh, started liking baseball back in 95, 96 when the Marlins were winning the World Series. And I started cheering for them, but I didn't want to be a bandwagon fan. So I, at the same time, the Bills were my football team I was following. And I became, I turned 10 and realized that it was never going to happen. <laughs> So same way, same way with me. <laughs> so in 97, Tampa became a baseball franchise and I just liked the Tampa Bay football program with work done and Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. They were a really young team. I liked Tony Dungy as a coach. So I just was like, all right, might as well keep it simple and stick with one city. I always wondered because it I couldn't figure out why you like those two and then then you were a Syracuse fan, so I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Ta-da! <laughs> From Syracuse. Almost moved to Tampa. 
but moved to Seattle. Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the, the, the story for those that aren't initiated. It's a nice little tale. I think that's a good subject. Let's, uh, why are you a North Carolina fan, Corey? And all the fans of your other teams? Well, it's kind of similar. I was raised a Syracuse fan, but to go against the grain, because Stefan knows I like to do that, (laughs) just pick something that no one else is going with. I liked, I switched and I liked Kentucky, and Kentucky beat Syracuse in 1996. I remember that championship, so I was just like, I'm gonna root for, <laughs> I'm gonna root for Kentucky. I'm gonna root for Kentucky. And then as I got older and actually really paid more attention, I started to like players that were on North Carolina, like Jerry Stackhouse and Rasheed Wallace. And then after that, Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson. So I was like, I kind of like the players that this program's getting, and I just didn't want to be. I don't like being the same as everyone else around here. So I was like, I'm just not gonna root for Syracuse. I refuse to pick them. So I went with North Carolina because of basically the players they were getting. I wasn't a common thing. People asked me, oh, you must have been a Michael Jordan fan. The truth is I actually hated Michael Jordan. (laughs) So it wasn't because of him. Um, So that Uh, was really it. So this just in, this is Corey's last podcast with (laughs) us. Oh, How anybody, I already hates Michael Jordan. I hates Michael Jordan and doesn't want to be a Syracuse fan. I I don't know how you made it on this podcast. <laughs> Do you even like sports? <laughs> <laughs> Are you American? Are you communist? <laughs> the ceiling is the roof, guys. The okay. ceiling, the ceiling is, is the roof. I saw those t-shirts this weekend. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so good, good North Carolina education he got. Mm-hmm. Well, all those awesome classes that they offer. <laughs> so do you do you not think that Jordan's the, the GOAT? No, I do, but that's why I didn't like him. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That and his arrogance. I don't like Kobe Bryant either. Same reasons. What about Charles Barkley? I didn't, Charles Barkley, when he played, wasn't that arrogant, and I liked that he was vicious. Hence the Suns. That's Charles Barkley. That's right, I, I tried to incorporate that in for you. <laughs> what, right. about the, what about the Bengals? You know, yeah, what, what about sure. the Bengals? How's, how's that? That's a real simple story. <laughs> My favorite animal is a tiger. I was five years old and I just picked the Bengals. <laughs> Touche. But I was loyal. I never wavered all the way through. That's that's the that's the heart of a true true fan right there. Yeah, that's why the Bengals really out of all the teams, out of any team in any sport, that is my team. And I right. never I never wavered from them. I've loved them since I was a little kid. That would I be feel like, for me. I feel like whenever like when you start liking a team like that and they just never win, like your your love for them grows even more because then I feel like you just think about the possibility of that one day where it does happen, and then you're just gonna fucking go crazy. I know, you know. Yeah. Whereas, like, say you were a fan of the Patriots or something, and they were just winning all the time. You're like, all right, well, I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, I like North Carolina fans. Yeah, I like <laughs> North Carolina fans. <laughs> Stefan, your turn. My turn. So way back in 1999, when Gonzaga made their... Oh, Jesus. Sorry. (laughs) Just getting the song ready for you. 
made their breakout into this into the uh, NCAA tournament scene as a Cinderella story. Made a run to the Elite Eight. I was like, this is awesome. I love Cinderella teams. I loved just the way, like, this. I just loved their school name, Gonzaga. Like, I've never even, where the hell did they even come from? And so then ever since then, then they, like, every, for, like, the next couple of years, they were making, like, runs to the Sweet 16, and I was just like, this is my team. Like, I, I love them. And so I just stuck with them from then on out. Later on down the road, I find out that John Stockton, who was one of my favorite all-time basketball players, Short went shorts. to school there and made me love him even more. Short shorts? Short shorts, yeah. Back in that day. He was, yeah, he had some Even after shorts. that day, he was still rocking the short <laughs> shorts. Yeah. So that that's, and then I've just, I've followed him ever since then. I've, everybody... I, I kind of like the fact, like, I mean, now I feel like more people know about them than before, but Who? Um, Gonzaga. Yeah. Where are they? Yeah, okay. <laughs> a lot of people used to always be like, oh, I've never even heard of that team, but now pretty much everybody's heard of them, so. Um, Welcome to the next. This tournament is so- Going off that, do we have a team, or do you think there's a team that's turning into the new Gonzaga? Uh, Wichita State, maybe. I mean, they've been making noise for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, can you consider Butler and Xavier as like teams like Gonzaga? Well, Xavier, I think, has always been, yeah, like Gonzaga. I've never gotten credit. But I would say Butler, yeah. They kind of came out of nowhere and have developed a great program. Right. Almost won it. Yeah. Twice. Right. They yeah. there twice. <clears throat> yeah. Back to back, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, I so I mean, but now they play in like power conferences. Cons- yeah. So I don't know if I consider them as like where Gonzaga State is a good one. Uh, that's a good example. Yeah, I like Wichita State. I mean, if that guy down in FGCU, Florida Gulf Coast, keeps going, they could be a program. Yeah. Um. Maybe VCU. Yeah, kind of, for a while with Shaka, they were yeah. that program. I mean, they're still kind of up there. I mean, they're they they're still putting together some decent teams. It's not the same as when Shaka was there, but I think that uh, they're still putting together a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. All right, just wanted to throw that out there. I wondered if you had any your eyes on a new Gonzaga. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will ever take Gonzaga's place. <laughs> Nobody. Um, as far as for the Eagles, that was just kind of the same thing with you like I, I grew up kind of as a in a buffalo bills family and i remember betting on the bills for two out of the four super bowls that they lost <laughs> against the cowboys <laughs> the two years they played the cowboys I, I was in like fourth and fifth grade and i bet like five dollars with this girl in my class and she won both times and i was so pissed off and five dollars was so much money to me then <laughs> so I was like all that money. So I was like, never again. I'm done with them. And then I moved so, on. And I was actually a Panthers fan for a little while when they first came in the league. I was a Panthers fan. I had like my whole bedroom, like all Panthers stuff. Damn, I wish you stayed a Panthers fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
Um, I think when McNabb ended up going to the Eagles was when I, I switched over to the Eagles, and then I just stuck with them ever since. So would you guys both consider the Bills your favorite <laughs> AFC team, or have you both totally moved on from them? I've moved on. I, I will go to a Bills game, I, and I, if, as long as they're not playing the Eagles, I'll cheer for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I'll, I'll watch the Bills games just so, like... I can either make fun of my dad or <laughs> I, I yeah. him. or Gary I like, and Sean. Shout out to Gary and Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make fun of Gary and Sean also. That's that's a never ending conversation every year. <laughs> what is it? How many years is it now? 18, 16, 17? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is it's closing in on twenty years and I hope I'm hoping it makes it to twenty years. For a while it was them and the Lions, but the streak is over for the Lions. Yeah. Um Music City I, Miracle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I know so many Bills fans and I, it's it's sad. It's they all get so hyped every single year. This is our year. This is the what year. You know, they, they make some they only make some good draft picks or they make some good free agent signings, they make a Good head coach. They they never have a quarterback. I feel like that's their problem. But since never, Jim, yeah, I feel like they they haven't had a, a solid quarterback since Jim Kelly. And they get rid of their solid running backs, and they have phenomenal years elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, they they had a habit of just drafting new running backs like every year. All they have right. a good one now. All right. Let's get off the topic of hating on the Bills and move on to another team uh, that everyone likes to hate, the Oakland Raiders. Hey, did you guys see? They're moving to Las Vegas. They're going. Uh, They got the votes. It's officially official, 31 to 1. And that one vote, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Apparently, he is tired of teams leaving and feels that they should stay in the communities they are already established in. Amen, brother. Uh, They will be playing in a 65,000 seated dome stadium that will cost almost $2 billion and will be shared with the UNLV Rebels. Although they will be staying in Oakland for the next two years. Because they hold one-year options. I mean, so are they going to be called the Vegas Raiders while playing in Oakland? I don't know. It's a good question. I would. I don't, I don't have the press pass, so I can't ask <clears throat> these questions. <laughs> I I think as far as Oakland, I mean, I think Oakland wanted to stay. So I think the Raiders wanted to stay in Oakland, but from the sound of it, um, Oakland wasn't really willing to work with them on on a on giving them money or whatever to help them build the build a new stadium where Vegas gave them like 750,000 or something like that. So I feel this move is actually more in spite of uh the Chargers and the Rams because I feel like ever since the Raiders once played in Las Vegas or yeah, Las Vegas, Los Angeles. There are a lot of LA Raider fans still there. And the fact that they didn't make it and now we're going to Las Vegas, which is like three hour drive away from Las Vegas. I, I feel like they're cutting in on that territory still. And it's that market's going to be 
rough in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of these teams is going to have a bad year and have no one in the stadium because no <laughs> one wants to see him. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. That is for sure when that plays out. I mean, the Raiders definitely seem like they're an up-and-up team right now. Whether yeah, I can, think they're good for a few years. Whether they can maintain that or not is, is yet to be seen. But that would be terrible. They they have they win the Super Bowl their last year in Oakland and then go like two and twelve or two and fourteen the next year in Las right. Vegas. That'd be that'd be funny. Uh, for me, that it works out perfectly. It gives me a reason to go to Vegas for a cheap flight, cheap hotel room. Catch a Bucks Raiders game when they whenever they play in like six years. I think they just played recently in Oakland, so got a little bit, but it won't be too expensive. Do a little bit of gambling. I don't gamble. Oh come on! So this is a related question. Now that they're moving to Vegas, does Marshawn Lynch show zero interest because they're no longer his home team? Hmm. Uh, maybe at least for the next two years, since they're in Oakland, he'll probably come back for two years. I don't see him having more than two years in him anyway. So. Yeah, true. I don't, yeah, I don't see him playing much longer if he does come back. The fact that he's even entertaining the idea of coming back was amazing to me because I thought he loved it in Seattle. I thought yeah. he was enjoying being retired because some of his commercials, he looks like he's put on weight. Yeah. <laughs> Just pay me a million dollars to be in Madden. Why not? <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to our next subject, the NBA. My favorite subject because yeah. I've seen the commercial every other commercial because it's one of the four commercials running during the NCAA games. Uh, NBA playoffs are coming April 15th, according to the commercial, I believe. Yes, sir. Are there any of the bottom teams that I should be paying attention to, Corey and Stefan? The bottom teams? Like, not in the playoffs or the bottom of the playoffs? Bottom of the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't pay attention to anything down that end. I mean, I know the East is known for, like, the bottom teams all being the same record. It looks like only the Knicks, Magic, and Sixers and Nets have no chance. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think in the bottom of the Eastern Conference it's all that exciting. I don't think any of those, the Bucks, Pacers, Heat, or even if the Bulls or Pistons make it in, I don't think any of those teams are going to knock off the top four. But over in, well, this is, over in the Western Conference, uh, I think the race is a little more interesting, especially since the Pelicans do have a chance. And if they do make it, I think people are interested to see Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins in the playoffs. Do you think? I mean... I don't think they're going to make it personally, yeah. but they are only four games back. So if the Blazers and the Nuggets do somehow stumble, right. um, the Pelicans will get in. The Nuggets are, uh, are a team that I've had my eye on because they got a player named Nikola Jokic who's just been unreal this year, and he doesn't get a lot of love or a lot of hype, but he's pretty exciting to watch. And uh, Jamal Murray is the rookie last year. He's had a really good season. So the, I'd say the bottom of the West is a little more interesting. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the West, usually top to bottom, 
um, for who makes in the playoffs is usually better compared to the, the East, I would say. Um, I feel like even though the top of the West is, is really stacked, I think that the bottom of the West could still compete. Like I see the Thunder being an interesting team to watch. Um, Grizzlies, they're interesting. I, th- I think I think it would be close. I don't I don't know if an eight seed would really. I don't I know you're talking up the the Nuggets and stuff, but I don't know if anybody in, that lands in that eight seed is going to really. I think the only thing the NBA would like sneak in there because I do think ratings would be high for Warriors Pelicans simply because of star power right. with Anthony Davis and Boogie in there. Do you think do you think the Celtics catch that number one spot? That was one topic I wanted to talk about, yeah, because something's wrong with the Cavs. They're yeah. starting to get blown out by teams, and the Celtics seem to be hitting their stride at the right time. They've they've definitely distanced themselves from the Wizards, which I like to see. John Wall just had a big game recently against the Cavs, and the yeah. Wizards blew them out. I think, I mean, I see the East really only being between three teams, the Wizards, Celtics. I don't really consider the Raptors much. I mean, I know they were just... You don't think DeRozan and Lowry are ever going to get them over that hump, huh? I don't. They had had their chance last year, and I, I don't think they were able to get it done, so... And they got Ibaka, too, now, this year. Right. But, I mean, it doesn't seem to be – I mean, I know that somebody's been hurt, Lowry. Yeah, Lowry. Yeah. But I, I think even before he got hurt, I mean, I know that obviously coming over halfway through the season, it takes time to to gel. But I just don't see the Raptors. The Wizards are an interesting team. They've they've all been playing together for a while, so I could see them them competing for it. Interesting Celtics. guards in the East with Irving, yeah. Isaiah Thomas, and John Wall. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, do you think that the MVP race is becoming any more clear? Uh, I think it's only between two people. I, I think James Harden and Russell Westbrook, I think. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't – not that they're not – some of the best players, but LeBron and Kawhi just, I don't think they've put together as good of a season as James Harden and Russell Westbrook. If the Western playoffs started today, the Rockets would have to play the Thunder, by the way, and that would be very interesting. Yeah. They just Kevin, that, Kevin that would be your NBA assignment to watch that series. Huh? What? The whole series. Wake up. <laughs> no, uh, I actually, I was going to ask you which game I should watch this week because I'm looking at this week's schedule. Schedule. What are Thursday's games? There was they a normally... game. They were talking about a game for Wednesday night. What's Wednesday night? ESPN. Well, which day do you guys want me to look at? L- look at Wednesday, ESPN games. Wednesday, I just... NBA TV, ESPN, Warriors, Spurs. That's there you good. go. I would watch that game. That'll be a good game. I think they're actually all going to play this game too. So, Ooh, that's a late one. Six thirty. That. Yeah, so that late would, for you. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> that transitions perfectly into my last point on the NBA. How do we all feel about superstars resting and not giving the fans their money's worth? Oh, is that that article I saw where they were talking about giving players off nights? They have been doing that the last few years, and it's become more of a problem this year because it's becoming more and more a trend. So now later in the season, ticket season ticket holders are getting upset because what are they paying for these games for? And LeBron's not playing some nights. It's uh, not even so much season ticket holders. I think it's more people that, you know, they're buying these single-game tickets just to go see these these stars play, and then all of a sudden they find out that week that they mm-hmm. are not going to play. Sometimes not even that week, the day right. before. Yeah, Fans will start talking with their wallets and say, eh, well, I don't want to risk it. Right. I'd rather go to an early season game and see LeBron or Carmelo yeah. or any of these players. So how do you feel about it, Kevin? Do you think you're jipping the fans? I think so, but the fans will definitely speak with their wallets because I know I'd rather go to a playoff game. I'll save my money, go to a playoff game if they're close to the playoffs and they're sitting their star players. I'd rather pay that extra hundred to know that, hey, my team's going to have the whole team, not the 12th and 10th guy on the floor. I find it interesting that they're saying that the reason they're resting or yeah, that they're resting the stars is to promote their health going into the playoffs when the data has come out that there's no proof that the players are staying any more healthy or have any more endurance going into the playoffs after rest. Yeah. Than there I was mean, years and years ago. So Well, if you think about it, like years and years ago, like they weren't all taking um like flight I mean, they were probably taking a lot of buses, they didn't have private planes, they didn't have you know, all this stuff. There wasn't as much travel, but I did see years and years ago there was actual triple. Like nowadays, there's only back to backs. But right. back then, there used to be three games in a row, and they didn't complain. No one sat out. Yeah. So honestly, I I don't even think. I think it's more of. We don't want you to see. We don't want you to have like that idea of playing us, and like so you can kind of have like some game film, or you know a game plan going into the playoffs about how to beat us or whatever. Honestly, I think that's more, I think it's more of like a strategy thing than it is about actually resting them. I thought it was more about not resting to have them being energetic and ready to go, but more let's not have anyone get injured before we go into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that makes, I mean, people, they do that in the NFL, too. The last game of the year, maybe the last two games of the year. How does that usually work out for those teams, though? That's <clears> the <throat> other point that people have been saying. That sometimes kills your rhythm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're the NBA, you're playing night after night with like a night off thrown in there, unlike the NFL, who's playing every Sunday. And I feel that's going to destroy your momentum if you're given that night off because you're not getting that practice uh, that you would get on your normal day off with the whole team. So your body's still in the motion. You're just sitting on a bench instead, right. maybe warming up, but that's about it. And I always find it funny that, because usually these, they're taking rests, like it's it's a back-to-back game or something usually, right? Yeah, yeah. Normally but they're I, taking the back end of a back-to-back off. 
it's it always happens to be against a, a a good team. It's never against like a a bum team. It's always these prime time games that everybody's excited to watch. And all of a sudden, no, actually, we're resting players. Yep. And I'm I think a- that, I think that's actually starting to piss off like some of the big networks because they hype up these games. Like ESPN started doing what those Saturday games or something now. Yeah. Yep. Where they've been hyping John. Yeah, where they've been hyping up all these games, and then like teams end up just resting their players, and now ESPN nobody's watching that. Who wants to watch a bunch of players that are coming off that should be on the bench? I'm fine with the players resting every so often because you're going to get injured, obviously, a lot. And I'm fine with them doing that on the road because no one cares about the other team, especially season ticket holders. I'm not fine with them sitting on the bench when they're at home. That should They should be ready to go because that's their turf. They get to go sleep in their bed later that right. night. Yeah. More than likely. Unless they're being promiscuous. Unless they're going to another city. Is what I was no one's going. Was was there? Uh, I believe I heard somewhere that the Seattle backup quarterback crashed his car uh, this yes. past weekend. So Boykin. Yeah. Oh yeah. And for some reason, a Seattle fan wanted Colin Kaepernick as their backup. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to talk him down the ledge, off the ledge, like get back. Like you don't need him. Quick side note before we leave the Booker scored seventy points, becomes the sixth player in NBA history to do so. So still, still got the L. So shout out to the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> still got the L. All right. I guess we can move on then to my favorite subject the one i can actually participate Did you guys catch the uh u.s versus honduras game the whole game yeah what happened well as you can see uh u.s <laughs> scored six goals and honduras did nothing a lot of good honduras. footwork a lot actually of play, good passing actually if i remember correctly honduras didn't even go off the bus they just did a ue in the parking lot and head home clint dempsey in his return had a hat trick Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. And it seemed like every time I looked at the game because I was more interested in the NCAA games, I believe that was the day of the Gonzaga games. And I just remember going, oh, it's 1-0. Oh, it's 2-0. Look, five minutes later, oh, it's 4-0. Wait, I missed the goal. It was was definitely uh, very offensive, which is been what the uh, the u.s team has been lacking in the past couple games that's why klinsman got the axe so it was nice nice change of pace nice to see that they were very offensive very active very uh out to to win Uh, a lot of a lot of the announcers were saying it was a must win for the u.s because it was a home game and they haven't really done much so it's nice to see that and then on Tuesday, we get to see U.S. versus Panama. That game will be on Be In Sports. Check your local listings. That's another late game, 7 p.m. Pacific. So it's on your time on the East Coast. All right. Uh, apparently, the hook, the, apparently the hook's a while away. Here we go. 
So what? There we go. Uh, so the game's... <laughs> I had to wait for the hook. Uh, so the game's done in Panama. And go ahead, Stefan, you were going to ask a question. Oh, I was... I'm trying to figure out... Um, how they get in, how the, how they get into the World Cup. I'm looking on the website right now. All right, so basically there's six teams all vying for three spots. Three automatic qualifier spots, I should say. I'm looking up the standings, sorry. And basically there's also a fourth spot that's so you, a playoff so you lied. between <laughs> the ocean. It's not automatic, though. The fourth, uh, the fourth place team gets to play against the AFC. Not the football conference. Uh, you sure? Yes. I'm trying to think of what the Asian Cup, basically. So the Asian group gets... I'm trying to remember. I believe it is... All right. So the Asian group has four automatic qualifiers, and they then have a playoff between two teams to play against the fourth place team in the CONCACAF uh, for, for basically uh, the fifth and final position for CONCACAF. Fourth, excuse me. Oh, it's very confusing. It is very confusing. <laughs> I just confused myself there for a second, <laughs> even though I know how this works. Uh, so right now, actually, I can pull up the standings. Uh, Mexico is in the lead. If I believe they beat the U.S., they ble- beat... They haven't lost, actually. They've had two wins and a draw. Let's not pull up my face. Let's pull up this. And let's zoom in. Stefan, stop making noise so I can... That wasn't me. (laughs) So, here's what the standings look like. Uh, The U.S. actually, with that 6-0 win, brought their goal difference to plus one. That's why they're in fourth. And if it was to end today, they would end up playing an Asian team. So how many games they play? Six or ten or what? They play each team twice, so they get a while to go here. So yeah, ten. Ten. Uh, with six games after this round, I believe they play in April, July, and October to round up the games. So we'll know by the end of October if the U.S. is playing a qualifier or if they're going to be sitting home in 2018. I don't see them sitting home, especially after this last performance. They got a lot of the tough games. I believe they played Mexico and Costa Rica and Panama. Or no, they will be playing Panama. So they played Costa Rica and Mexico. I believe they lost to them both, but those were both road games, I want to say. Don't quote me on these folks. I didn't study. Uh, and Actually, hey, look at that. There's the scores oh, hey. right there. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. We know how to work the internet. <laughs> All right. So the U.S. lost to Mexico 2-1 and 6 nothing. They beat them, yeah. Uh, be Hunter. They've only played two games. They played three. Well, that's saying they only played two. See, it says. Am I right three. or am I right? It I, says I see three. what that says. 
but where does the other last come from? I don't know. That's a good question. Wikipedia, you let me down. That's why we don't trust Wikipedia. We might know the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's saying that they don't play Panama until October 6th, so maybe they've lost the Panama. Maybe. All right, we'll stop, and I'll look it up later. We'll get this figured out eventually. We'll talk more about it next week, folks, because uh, we're running a little short on time. We're coming up on our hour and a half mark in about 10 minutes. So let's talk about our next favorite subject, the MLS. Hey. After this international break is over on Tuesday, I believe all the teams are back in action on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I am excited to see Seattle play Atlanta. This is going to be Atlanta's time to shine and see if they can beat the defending MLS Cup champions. Also, playing... Where do you see them playing Atlanta? I see them playing Toronto. Or no, that's all. Okay, never mind. I got it now. We might know the internet. <laughs> all right. And... <clears throat> I don't know which game I want to pick for my game of the week. Probably Portland, New England. That is going to be on Fox, I believe. So we could do that. Yeah, I'm going to go Seattle, Atlanta, actually, because I believe that's on uh, Facebook live streaming. So you'll be able to watch it if you want to. It'll be at, on at 10. East Coast time. I don't know why I'm doing Southern all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that, that game kind of scares me as a Sounder fan because of the way Atlanta's been playing early on. They've gelled really quickly, and they look like a solid team. I, I see them making noise in the MLS Cup if they keep this farm up, but it is only week four, so we got a while to go, folks. A while. Uh... Anything else you guys want to talk about before we hit the road? Shout out to Romain Alessandrini for joining the galaxy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Dropping hard facts. <laughs> oh, my God. Just because you aren't up on this stuff, Stefan, don't get all <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> I know that Portland just lost their last game. I don't know that much. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't name five players on their team, though. You you couldn't name one team in the NL in the NL. <laughs> I could, but I was trying to think of a good team. <laughs> How many times was it? Like five, six. I think uh, you guys lied on some of them, anyways. No, still the not only the I'm only still one not Houston Astros aren't. <laughs> so I will give you credit for the Houston Astros because they used to be. They used to okay, be. see that's I'm an old school baseball fan. Yeah, you're the oh, Jeff yes. Bagwell, Craig yeah. Biggio days. Yeah, so. there we go. That's what I was talking about. Right. Yep. That was that was the only one you were this close on, but <laughs> the sh you were like. The Chicago, and I was like, he's finally got one, and then he <laughs> dropped the White Sox. So I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Back to the soccer scoreboard. You guys are going to notice that the Colorado-Dallas game is actually postponed. That's because Dallas is in the semifinals for the CONCACAF Champions League 
game title, I believe it's the next day. So they ended up just postponing the Colorado game because the CONCACAF League is apparently more important. That's bullshit. Uh, it is for there's two MLS teams actually vying for the first time possibly winning the modern day CONCACAF Champions League. I think DC United and LA Galaxy won previous versions, but the, no MLS teams even come close to winning since they revised it to this setup. So it'll be interesting to see if either team, either the Vancouver Whitecaps or the FC Dallas team makes it into the championship. I'm going to guess no. Some stats thrown your way. Well, it looks good for FC Dallas at least. They're up 2-1. Or 2-0, I think. And Vancouver's got a hole, but it's not insurmountable. They're only down 2-1 right now, aggregate. So we'll see. We'll see. I know you guys are excited to watch those games. I'm all over them. I've already got them queued up on the old TiVo. I'm DVRing them. Yeah, I'm all about TiVo. Isn't that the same thing? No. No. They both record things. So what? All right, whatever. They're called. They're called different things. Yeah, I like TiVo better than DVR, anyways. Though, so. I don't think I've ever used TiVo in my life, actually. I did way back before HD. True fact. All right. So next week, we got quite the show. We'll have a national championship preview. Possibly talking a lot about Gonzaga in North Carolina. We'll see. Unless Surrey gets it right and we're going Oregon. So we'll see. Uh, we'll be talking about the UFC 210. That's going to be exciting to talk about. Hopefully uh, this card sticks together and we can talk about some Rumble and Cormier. I've got a video ready to go that Cormier made a couple years ago. So, Oh, boy. And Stefan and I will be there live, so that'll be good. Yeah. Live from Buffalo. <laughs> live from Buffalo. Outside the center, of course. Yeah, we didn't get tickets. Yeah, For those of you confused, we, we'll just we, be there. <laughs> we might know sports doesn't have that kind of a budget to get into UFC matches just yet. Someday. And, and by being live from Buffalo, we really mean like, what, like 200, 300 miles away? Yeah. 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 Oh, you guys aren't even going to make the drive? I'm disappointed in you. I wanted to see you guys live from Niagara Falls or something. <laughs> Next time. Next one. Uh, we'll probably also talk about... The MLS games, our NASCAR results. I think we can skip MLB next week because only one or two games will have been played. We can do many weeks like that. Just skip MLB. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you don't have to like all the sports. Welcome to my world. Just I deal not. with the NBA. What? what Just know I... that I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this fantasy league knowing the least about amount. Of, about baseball and i'm gonna win it still that's usually how fantasy that's, sports work that's anyways a, that's a bold statement and i'm gonna stick with it uh do you guys want to throw out a prediction for the u.s panama game before we leave panama won nothing wow you are un-american i know i don't like michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go two one america Oh crap, you're losing.
<laughs> when we Hit start over. Button. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, let's go three nothing USA. Shout out. Two shutouts in a row. Yeah, why not? We got Tim Howard back between the pipes. We're golden. Back between the pipes. Sounds uh, like a crack problem. <laughs> <laughs> back hitting the pipes. <laughs> that's a clip that's going into uh, our new opening. <laughs> All right. So this has been We Might Know Sports episode 11 with my co-hosts. Go ahead. Introduce yourselves. One Introduce last ourselves at the end. <laughs> my name's Corey. If you didn't catch it in the last hour and a half, <laughs> glad you've been watching. Stefan, go Zags. Let's go. And I'm Kevin. I actually picked Gonzaga. I know. Shocking. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Tune in next week, please. Please. <laughs> please.